Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and I'm taking this week off so I can work on our fall books. I've picked out one of my favorite weeks from last summer to rerun for you, and I'll be back next Monday with new episodes. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration, and it's Wow Wednesday. Today, I'm going to share a couple of wedding stories with you. Since it's wedding season and also anniversary season for those of you celebrating and thinking back to your own weddings, what I want to talk about today is when weddings don't go as planned, as we get tons of stories about that. I could tell you these stories all summer long, and I will tell you at least a couple more later this summer. Today, I'm going to share two stories about when someone goes missing from a wedding. The first story is from our wonderful book for brides and their families. It's really like a portable support group that you can hold in your hand, and it's called Chicken Soup for the Soul, Here Comes the Bride, a great bridal gift, I might say. Our story is by Pam Hawley, and it's called The Runaway Who Wasn't the Bride. Pam tells us that everything was going wrong with her wedding, but she was managing to handle it all without falling apart. Even the stressful things like choosing dresses, figuring out that tricky seating chart, and even a really big disaster, her DJ canceling a week before the wedding. Even when they had torrential rain the night before the wedding, getting wet going in and out of the rehearsal and the rehearsal dinner, Pam was very calm. But that changed when Pam got word in the middle of the rehearsal dinner that her dog Stacy had run away. Stacy had been at Pam's grandparents' house during the rehearsal dinner, and when some out-of-town relatives showed up at the house and let themselves in, the dog ran out. The rehearsal dinner wrapped up quickly on that news, and everyone set out to search for Stacy. All the relatives wearing their nice clothes covered the neighborhood where Stacy had run off, getting mud all over their fancy suits and their high heels and their party dresses. Pam says it must have been quite a sight for the neighbors, seeing dozens of well-dressed men and women scouring the neighborhood, traipsing through the mud and puddles, calling for that dog. But they didn't find Stacy that night and so Pam finally lost it. After being such a calm bride, after weathering all those other wedding storms, this was one disaster that Pam couldn't shrug off. The morning of her wedding, Pam's eyes were red and puffy. She couldn't stop crying, thinking about Stacy lost somewhere out there. Finally, just before the wedding, one of Pam's uncles found Stacy. Pam rushed to get ready, all smiles now, although no amount of makeup could cover the effects of her sleepless night and all that crying. She even cut some mud on her wedding gown when she hugged that uncle who had found the dog in that muddy park. Pam says the most precious gifts she received for her wedding were the memories of all her family members and friends ruining their good clothes and getting soaked and muddy, searching for her dog. Now we have a particularly memorable story from Diana Savage, about another wedding disaster in our book called Chicken Soup for the Soul, All in the Family. Diana's story is called A Wedding to Die For, and it's about what happened at the wedding of Diana's daughter. 
The whole family, 28 people, had gathered for photos an hour before the wedding. The photos were taken, and then Diana's father-in-law said that he wasn't feeling well, and he lay down on a row of chairs a few minutes before five, which was when the wedding was supposed to start. He said he just wanted to rest a little while. A minute after he lay down, he began to make snorting noises, and he turned purple. Diana's sister and brother-in-law, who were both EMTs, rushed to his side to save him, and someone called 911. Diana and her husband didn't know what to do. The EMTs were still working on the bride's grandfather, but it wasn't going well, and all the guests had heard the sirens and knew there was a crisis of some sort. Finally, they decided to go ahead with the wedding. After all, everyone was there, all the arrangements had been made, and the bride's grandfather would have wanted them to go ahead with it. The ambulance hadn't left, so the family knew that Diana's father-in-law hadn't made it, but the guests didn't know that. Now, poor Diana was not only the mother of the bride, but also the wedding soloist, so she went off to cry for five minutes, and then she got herself composed for the ceremony. After the ceremony... Diana's brother-in-law, Wayne, drove his father's remains 300 miles to the other side of the state. And when Diana got home from her daughter's wedding, she packed her suitcase, loaded the car with the leftover wedding food and flowers, and headed across the state for her father-in-law's funeral. At the funeral, the last picture of Diana's father-in-law was on display. It was the one of him taken right before the wedding, surrounded by his entire family at the church, minutes before the wedding, and just minutes before he died. I think after hearing that story, you'll view any wedding disaster as just a minor inconvenience. Tomorrow is Thoughtful Thursday, and I'm going to share a great story with you about another kind of family occasion, a birthday. And this story will make you rethink how you celebrate your own birthday. I'm Amy Newmark. Thank you for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. If you'd like to read some more stories about weddings, you can learn more about the two books I mentioned today, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Here Comes the Bride, and Chicken Soup for the Soul, All in the Family, on our website, chickensoup.com.